Hi, everybody, and welcome to the uh, Fanbyte E3 2019 special podcast. And by special, I mean that we are all extremely tired, and uh, not all of us are even here. It is uh, 8.47 when I'm recording right now, and I've just gotten off of my uh, about fifth or sixth lift of the day. Just kind of, you know, driving all around the city of Los Angeles, where they keep all the angels. They lost. Uh, it's a lost and found for angels. That's what they call it. That's the beautiful city's name. Um, that I, And it's very large. And I've been driving all over it, and I'm very tired, and I want to go home. And we're going to be going home very soon, actually, after we finish recording our last video of uh, E3 2019 coverage. Uh, I believe Merritt might have already gone home, but that's uh, but I'm not tough for me to say because I basically like burst in through a wall, Kool-Aid Man style, and did ask, like, give me a microphone. And John was like, who are you? And I said, like, microphone, sugar, in water, with a microphone. Um... So, yeah, that all happened. That's exactly how it did happen. I'm very tired. But, yeah, we're uh, kind of all chilling out here. Nikki's outside. He's working on some edits for some more video type stuff, so I don't want to interrupt him. So it's just me, again, doing another one of these kind of special blast episodes. There's not a lot to talk about anyway uh, that we haven't already gone over in our... Uh, video coverage. I actually wanted to do a lot more uh, podcast type stuff, but the schedule has just been murder on all of us, as you can probably guess because I've been talking about it for the past minute and a half. But yeah, uh, E3 has been cool. It's been uh, it's very cold in there. The AC has been on very high, which is nice because it's been very hot in uh, LA lately. Um, and the games have been very cool. I was I got to see. Um, I actually haven't seen most of the uh, Nintendo press conference, but we streamed over a bunch of all the other stuff. So some of the Nintendo stuff eludes me because I was uh, shooting B-roll at the time. But I'm very excited about uh, Breath of the Wild 2, or whatever it ends up becoming called. That's very, very cool. Uh, the rest of it is uh, also good. That's what I say about video games. It's all good. And uh, thank you for listening. No. Not really. Uh, no, for the most part, it has been very good. Uh, I was very disappointed to see that uh, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, weird uh, fetishizing, over-sexualized, bad bad sign thing about it, that it had in its game here very recently. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you could probably find it pretty easily. That was a bit disappointing because it seems like that just that studio, uh, CD Projekt Red, can just not catch... I was going to say can't catch a break. That's not the right phrasing. Uh, they cannot stop kind of shooting themselves in, the own f in their own foot on that stuff, uh, and it's very, very, very sad because I think... I want that game to be good, and I want that because it looks so cool superficially, but then, like, everything you continue to hear coming out of that studio and their... Uh, or that company, rather, and the things that they're allowing and uh, continuing to push forward is just the worst. <sighs> but that uh, stuff that they showed looks cool, I guess. Uh... Dragon, I played, oh, what did I play? I played Dragon Quest Builders 2, which seems cool as shit, actually. I love the first Dragon Quest Builders, and this one is actually being developed by a new company, but it seems very much the same as the old one, just with a lot of bells and whistles that you would have liked. Uh, there's a first-person mode, which makes it much easier to kind of, like, Minecraft your way through that game um, in kind of a way that, you know, you can you can hit blocks and stuff like that that are indoors in above you and below you in much easier fashion. Uh, it's got, like, a very cute little um, kind of buddy system where you have, like, party members that follow you around, and whenever you complete a um, mission, the, your character and the, your buddy jump into the air and high-five each other real loud, and that's very cool and fun. And otherwise, it's just very satisfying uh, to build things in that game and to to crunch up things with your big mallet, and I don't know, there's just something about that game that is extremely um, pleasant and satisfying in a way that I don't find necessarily things like Minecraft, other building games. Um, 
I do like the ability to kind of build entire cities that have like extremely uh, specific needs and quests and stuff like that. That's always been fun. But also there's just something to the feel of moving through that world that I really, really like. Uh, what else? I uh, got to play a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV. I got a... They gave me a t-shirt because uh, we beat a boss, and that was cool. It was fun to watch a bunch of people who had never played Final Fantasy XIV before kind of learn how that game was played and realize just how deep and weird some of those boss encounters are. Uh, it took a while to get into the demo because uh, I was... Uh, they, mm, I, the, I, 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 I had to get to the front of the line uh, being a, a rude press person, and so a bunch of people had to you know wait on me, and I'm, for that I'm very sorry. But uh, we all made through together as a team, and we won, uh, me and my seven... Uh, allies and that was very cool uh we fought titania was the name of the boss uh i went to see dying light 2 and that game seems kind of interesting and kind of not in uh, at the same time it's uh i don't know that i like anything about the aesthetic i don't know that i liked much of anything about the aesthetic of dying light 1 either where it's just very seemed like very generic zombie murder simulator you have a machete and you cut their heads off kind of stuff and then i guess there's parkour that stuff is all still there, but they've got all this kind of interesting stuff. They're talking about how when you play that game, you are going to beat it all the way through to the end. And at the end, you will only have seen 50% of the content in Dying Light 2, which is very, very, very interesting and, and weird. Um, and somebody is also messaging me on Slack. But uh, yeah, they, they were like, sort of showing like this um, city, like district that... Um, was a completely submerged underwater, but if you flip the switch, then the city district would come and be available again, but then they kind of, like, teased, like, oh, but now there, there are mutated zombies that have been mutated by being underwater for so long. They've adapted to being underwater, so they're, like, weird fish monsters. Uh, and that's kind of neat. And, like, they said, like, yeah, if you didn't make that choice, and if you never turned on that water pump, you would just never see that part of the city. But because you did turn on that part of the city, there might be another part of the city that you're never going to see. There might be characters and storylines that you're never going to see. Uh, yeah, they, they were saying, like, yeah, 50% of the content in that game is basically going to be missable because of that. And that's going to be very stressful for some people, I feel, and it's going to be very interesting for another kind of player, and I'll be kind of interested to see how that shakes out overall, like, where, where people end up falling on that. Oh, I went and saw a Final Fantasy mobile game that just basically looks like Final Fantasy Tactics, um, and that's fun. Uh, they definitely seem... It was actually kind of interesting because I talked with the developers. They had a very nice... They, they seemed very nice, and they had the, the, a very nice translator there with them as well. And that was cool to see because uh, they just seemed very, very, very passionate about their project and about the world that they had built for Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. War of the Visions, colon, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius is the name of the game, which is not a great name, but... They seemed it was it was nice to see how passionate they were about this thing that I think a lot of people probably just don't care about as a matter of course because it's just another Japanese mobile game coming to the West, uh, but you know they they were talking about it in a way that seemed very impassioned and very like like into it and yeah that was fun I liked that uh, to hear people just kind of like talking about a thing that they loved um, and not just kind of like walking through talking points uh, very very. Um, clinically, uh, instead, yeah, it was, it was just more of a passionate presentation. Oh, what else? I, uh, oh, I got to see Psychonauts 2, got to be in the same room as Tim Schafer for the very first time. Got to speak to Tim Schafer for the very first time. That was neat. He's, like, I don't probably need to say this, uh, this is probably on record in many, many other locations, but that guy seems like he's very nice and sharp and good. He seems like he's overall just a great guy, uh, and he had some really great answers for a lot of our interview questions at the time, which was very fun. Well, somebody asked him about the uh, Microsoft buyout of Double Fine and asked, like, hey, are you going to be able to continue doing weird Double Fine stuff all the time now that you're bought out by a big major company? And his answer was basically, he was, you know, talking about, like, pretty candidly about, like, how when they 
approached Double Fine and wanted to buy the company, he was like, outwardly very like, oh yeah, sure, like we would love to be picked up by a big major studio, and then was like, privately like making phone calls and saying like, hey, it was. Is this going to be okay? Like, he was calling people who had also been bought by Microsoft in the past and saying, like, is this going to be okay? Hey, Ninja Theory, are you, is this good? Uh, and they were like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Microsoft is great. Um, so that's, the, you know, but the fact that he was willing to uh, share that he had doubts at the beginning was definitely different than a lot of other companies have a, had at the show uh, with uh, regards to other stuff. Um, and Psychonauts 2 looks a lot like Psychonauts 1. I wrote about it on the site. You can go read our preview of basically anything that I'm talking about right now. You can read a preview of most of it on the site or watch a video pre uh, uh, recap, I guess, of it or something. There's some kind of coverage that you can find pretty easily. Uh, the Psychonauts 2 seems, yeah, it just seems a lot like Psychonauts 1. Like, just the look, the feel, the graphics, the way that the physics move the objects around feels exactly like that first game. Or, it, like, feels exactly like I remember that first game seeming. And that's pretty wild that, like, you know, it's been 14 years since that last game came out. And it's, all it like, A, they have recreated the, all the great parts about that game, which I think the tone and the charm are still there. And overall, it looks a lot sharper and smoother and nicer. But, like, also, there was some, like, the, the audio was seemed, like, very slightly, the, the timing on some of the line deliveries seemed a little off in a way that feels very Double Fine-y and very Psychonauts 1-y in a way that I don't think necessarily helps that game. It doesn't, it's not a deal breaker by any stretch, but it does feel a little bit, like, janky uh, in a way that I would kind of hope that, like, a brand new one of these uh, wouldn't, but... Uh, We'll see how that ends up uh, shaping out overall, uh, because that game is not out for a while. So there's, you know, it, if that's the worst thing I can say about that game for right now, that's, you know, fine. Um, yeah, we went up watching a bunch of the streams. We watched, uh, you know, we watched Square Enix. We watched uh, Ubisoft. We watched Nintendo. Or some other people watched Nintendo. I wasn't really there for that. Uh, very excited about the Final Fantasy VII Remake, actually, now having seen the gameplay proper. That thing seems very cool. Uh, I am still worried about some of the phrasing that they're saying around how that game is going to be. Every episode of that game, however many that ends up being, is going to be as long as a modern Final Fantasy game. Seems both, like, irresponsible and, like, not actually that appealing. Uh, I don't want a game that is that long and uh, has, like, zero fulfillment over that time, but... We'll see how it ends up working out over time. I don't know. That combat system seems extremely good, actually. It seems like a really refined and updated version of Final Fantasy XV. And uh, I think it was Christine Love put it on Twitter. Uh, Square Enix, uh, especially Final Fantasy, combat systems are always better after they're building off of previous games. Uh, so if Final Fantasy VII is the, like, combat sequel to Final Fantasy XV and is a little bit more open and a little bit less squishy and messy and plays off the ATB a little bit more, uh, that could be very cool. Um, that Avengers game seemed a little bit boring. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's probably actually going to uh, cover it here for us at uh, with Fanbyte at E3 2019. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Thank you so much for being so patient and uh, allowing us to put up an episode that is uh, fairly on the short side once again. We've done this in the past, but I try not to miss any uploads uh, if I can help it. I try to make sure that there's always at least something on the feed every week on every Wednesday. Uh, I will probably email this file to myself and go finish editing the whole thing in our... Uh, Airbnb, uh, or, yeah, I mean, I guess I've got it up, yeah, yeah, I'll have to do it there. 
but thank you again. Uh, we hope you continue to watch and read more Fanbyte 83 2019 coverage. Uh, we're having a lot of fun making it. It's been super, super nice to see everybody in person for the first time. Some of them for the first time. I've met John, I've met Dylan, I've met Ryan before, but I never met Merritt, never met Nikki, never met Andrew, never met a lot of the people that uh, work on this uh, site and help make it a reality, and it's been very, very cool. And you also help make the site a reality by continuing to watch and read our stuff all the time. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you for so much for keeping with us during E3. And we will talk to you again, hopefully with a full episode with the full cast next week. Bye. Oh, sorry. Bye and thanks for the knowledge.